ready. Two. Uh, well, round one, really. This is our first time really yeah. doing what our what our planned thing is here. Mm-hmm. Last week, we gave each other albums to listen to and study and enjoy. And Brian gave me The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. I gave him The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Let's just do, like, initial thoughts. Like, you said last week that... Maybe you had listened to this album more than I thought you had. Is that did you find that to be true? Was it really familiar? I listened to it more in last week than I've listened to it in my whole life. So, right, Come but on. like, no, I mean, like, I, did you? Um, no, I wasn't as nearly as familiar with it as I thought I was. Is the answer probably? Okay, yeah, but then some of the songs, like the only one, like honestly, the only two after listening, like. The first time I just listened to it last week, the only mm-hmm. the only two that I fully recognized and remembered were, of course, the title track, and then um, "Teenagers," and the the there was a couple others that were kind of familiar. Uh huh. But um, no, not like those two, because I think those are I don't know for sure, but there was only a few that were actually on the radio, and I know, I'm pretty sure that those two definitely were. Yeah, those were. Which teenagers? It's funny that 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 was on the radio. I mean, it's it, like when you hear it, it sounds like it's really designed for it. It's really repetitive and like mm-hmm. catchy, but also the line each chorus is "teenagers scare the living shit out of me." So they always had to. They had this whole like large bleep mm-hmm. or large you know cutout and everything. But yeah, I remember hearing that on the radio. Still yeah. works even without the. With with the bleep, it's still still pretty good. Oh yeah, and I definitely I definitely recognize the song "Mama" from just from like that no uh, the pre or, or prior listening to the album mm-hmm. prior to last week. But again, and that last week that's really that's really one of the standouts. I mean, how it's how, not, how should we go about this? It's like, not my favorite song. Here's what I'm gonna give you. Y- yeah. So would you like to know my favorite song? But yeah, what's your favorite? And I'll tell you mine of, of "Dark Side of the Moon" as well. Well, first, what's your favorite of "Black Parade"? <laughs> it's hard. I'm. Uh, it's hard to say. Well, you have uh, maybe give me the favorite. I can easily give you the favorite off the album I gave you. I mean, I really, I, I love that album like so dearly, dude. And I've been listening to it a lot in the past week to you know get ready to talk to you about it and stuff, and and looking into some of the history of it and stuff. And like, God, I I really love it, and it's it's really hard for me to pick one, but I think. I think like uh, it's so hard. Don't you tell me yours. Don't tell me yours first, out. please. Mine is sleep far and away. Easily. It's sleep. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I think that sleep is uh, I, have I was going to say have... sleep for mine. I think sleep is like one of the more like artful like it's one of the it's one of the best songs on it for sure. Like best, but I don't know if favorite for me. Yeah. 
I think you know. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably this. It's like if there was one that I could hear from the album, and I couldn't hear the rest of them, it would probably just be "Welcome to the Black Parade." Yeah. Because uh, it does kind of encapsulate everything going on in that album, almost it's, everything going on in that album. It, it, it. it does. It's pretty impressive. The sleep, yeah. the sleep song for me, for more than one reasons, is my favorite song. It reminds me so much of, and I can't place it exactly, but it has a very '90s rock esque vibe to it in certain mm-hmm. parts especially when it comes to the musical portions the some of the riffs mm-hmm. uh, are you can tell I, I don't know it's it's very it just reminds me so much something about this album in general that I picked up or that I just in my own opinion really is I could see it because it when it came out I'm pretty sure it was uh, close to number one if not number one for quite a little bit if not i'm not i don't remember but it would have been successful in any decade in my opinion all the way back to probably yeah. probably the 70s definitely the 70s especially early 70s because yeah. i have a lot to say about it dude so i don't want to take, i want to i, I want to be able I'm to go glad. i want to be able to go back and forth you know what i'm saying yeah but i have a lot well, to i don't know that's what i was going to say i don't fine. know how if we should maybe go you know go after one album and then the other just go Let's all just the way that. through on one and then all the way through on the other maybe we can do it that way that's fine i'm glad that we it's kind of ironic that we paired these two together these two albums together it is and and i think so that, they, uh, i'm really glad uh, for for a lot of reasons i'm really glad that you recommended me the dark side of the moon as as i've never listened to it but it also reminded me i want to amend something i said last week saying that i think that the Black Parade is is one of like I said, you know, you know, greatest concept albums and whatever. And I do stand by that, but I I totally forgot that concept albums aren't just narrative concept albums and the Black Parade is a narrative concept album. Yeah, definitely. But but Dark Side of the Moon is also one of those where it's it is a concept album, but the concept is a little less you know straightforward as like a narrative and although there is a narrative to it too but it is also just like more generally like a concept album i guess i i I say that without really understanding what the uh well i mean uh, there's more ambiguity to it it's incredibly deep deep. there's more (laughs) ambiguity to their music style they're yes they're pioneers of progressive rock you know what i mean but uh, yeah. But so with the Black Parade, though, uh, Gerard Way, the singer, he he cited or I mean, like in interviews and stuff like that, Pink Floyd was one of the major influences on this. album. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I, I haven't listened to The Wall yet, but apparently the first uh, track on The Wall, which I think is called The Flesh. Maybe I could uh, be wrong about that. In the flesh. Um, yeah. In, in the flesh. The first track on. Um, the Black Parade called The End is very musically inspired by that. Yeah. Uh, by that song directly. He cited that song as an influence. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if you listen, I listened to part of it like side by side and yeah, you can definitely hear it. And it is this like the start of the start of um the start of the Black Parade. The, the lyrics are like, 
come one, come all to this tragic affair. He says, he, he's really saying like, we're about to take you on this journey right now. Like, like, you know, prepare yeah. for this journey. He, well, he, he's setting the stage uh, yeah. for, for this thing. Yeah. And apparently they do the same, they do the same in that, which, Hey, again, this, this is a, you know, I didn't realize it when, when recommending it, but this is a very appropriate uh, album to be doing for this, this show called hand me downs because their, their influences on this record are very inspired by the hand me downs that they received from their parents and from the people older than them. um, When making this, like there's, there's a lot of Pink Floyd influence and there's, a lot of queen influence on this album yeah. and and other classic rock and i think that's really cool yeah and that's just kind of the way it goes with a lot of the modern folks because they do have like i talked about in the intro the pilot episode that, mm. w- that we did they have a lot of reference and and like stuff that can be used to inspire them but uh the the pink floyd thing, like you said with uh, in the flesh i didn't i almost recommended the wall you want to talk about a concept album holy cow dude <laughs> i mean they have the the movie to go along with that uh which is, i have it and it is it's uh visually something else um but so i went back and i, I kind of i read a little things about this album and stuff like that but like mm. once i listened to it I didn't even need to be told that they were influenced by Pink Floyd and Queen. It's pretty clear, like the. It's so clear. Like Pink Floyd uses a lot, and in, in a lot of their albums, they use um, audio clips of people talking. That happens in the Dark Side of the yeah. Moon. Uh, oh yeah. And then back to my favorite song off of this album, though, "Sleep." The beginning of that. Yeah. When he's talking about someone. Feeling like he's being, uh, what is it, strangled or choked or something like that. Yeah, yeah, from from uh, like uh, night terrors that he's yeah, having. Night yeah, night terrors. Do you know? Okay, so he was actually he was actually you know that they recorded this in a haunted mansion. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah. I. Okay. I see. I was excited to tell you this, but you yeah. you went off and and found this on your own. I'm glad that that you were inspired to do so. But yeah, yeah, they recorded this and wrote a lot of this in a haunted mansion somewhere in california i believe yeah the, it was the paramore mansion um but the yeah and he wasn't so i'm not a big fan of this other artist really but another artist uh spent some time there papa roach and said that they also experienced some like activity there so they they were very interesting anyway back to that specific thing though the way that they used the clips for the that audio at the beginning pink floyd does that yeah. a ton in a lot of their songs and everything like that and something else just some of the the like the scoring of the music i don't know how else to say it but that reminds me of the way that queen did some of their stuff um i don't remember the name of the album but with with some of this like theatrical like well the theat- like, sy- symphonic kind of stuff in well, there as far as the music goes yes but when you talk about theatrical it makes me think more about pink floyd like uh especially so i watched think their last or one of their last live performances was in mexico city and that's where they did because they this was their for their live tour i'm talking about my chemical romance for their live tour for this album yeah uh it was 
I think it was the, the longest ever worldwide tour as far as uh, bands go. Wow, I, I'm I not sure. looking at that. I, I would believe not, it, but yeah. I'm not sure if it's like ev- of any band, you know. Mm-hmm. But but for just this one album, I think they had 138 shows <laughs> around the uh, around the globe. Uh, yeah. The Earth is a globe. Um, <laughs> um, you're getting called out, flat earthers. We're calling you out. You're uh, not. You're you're welcome to listen, but you need to understand going forward, the Earth is a globe. Okay, keep going. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, but anyway, that was like one of the last ones, and if I don't know if you've seen it, it's a great live, it's actually oh, yeah, dude. ridiculous. It's, it's incredible. So it's that, incredible, and, and that, that specific performance really shows the, the theatrics that they had in their heads yeah. uh, when writing all this stuff, yeah. uh, that, you know, th- this is, you know, referred to as like a rock opera type thing. And that that performance really shows it with all the costumes and the sets and everything uh, that that they used to accompany all the music. Yeah, and they wore those. So they wore these marching band type outfits. Kind of, uh, of course, it was their this this album was their idea, but they uh, played it towards the Sgt. Pepper's band Beatles outfits in a way. Yeah, and, yeah it's, it's but like, more of like a like, zombified version. Right, uh, uh, exactly, dude, exactly, yes. But yeah, watching that live performance, wow, first of all, it was very impressive. They're very good and skilled and talented um, performers. But the theatrics behind it, the way that he started out on the gurney, he came out, yes. was brought out on a gurney. and Yeah, dude. But then also his stage presence, that's where I saw most of Queen's influence on him. He was very, mm. very much a performer in the way that uh freddie mercury was unbelievable on stage not and i don't want to play he's not necessarily like that's no, a, that's yeah. a whole other category of like it's just a whole other level but you can see that heavy influence that he had on him in of that course. aspect you know what i mean you can and you can see that with of course you can see that with just so many people after we after freddie mercury's career yeah like there's a lot i don't don't know if it's exactly coming straight from him but that's what i often think of it as where i see when i see these people who are just there are certain people when you watch them you know that are just incredible at commanding a large crowd of people to do actions to music um or watch or just gain all their attention like completely yeah zoned in on yeah it. and i and i love that and and in in other stuff coming up that'll definitely that's definitely something that i really admire in a front man and in a band and and that'll probably be an element going forward with other stuff i recommend but okay let, let's get more like you know we can continue giving this this stuff but i want to get like track kind of track by track but like quickly like we don't need to spend more time talking about the album than than it would take to listen to it but i want to you know, spend like, a little bit of time telling you one thing though about this album. yeah yeah what's up so the album was extremely well put together mm-hmm. like in the way that it was arranged and also just, just oh, yeah. it's just every song is a banger as they say it's one of those yeah, one yeah, it's it really the is. time and it's also 
exactly how I like to listen to albums. I don't necessarily like concept albums over, you know, just a whatever type album. But now that I look at the list that I've compiled for you, most of them are kind of conceptually driven. But it's one of those that you can listen to beginning to end, and it's meant to be listened to that way. And it's clearly meant to be listened to that way. I think something really cool about it, though, even though it is really clearly meant to be listened to that way, you could, as I did when I first listened to this album, I had no no clue that there was this whole narrative behind it. I just heard this album, and I thought that the music was really good. I was 12 years old, and um, you can do that with this album. Like, you can absolutely listen to it and have no clue that that's that that was part of the construction of it is this whole narrative and really, really enjoy all the songs on their own without, without even knowing that. And then once you do know that it's just this, this whole huge added layer to the whole thing. Oh yeah, definitely. But just real quick talk. That was a little sideshow of what I wanted to say. Talking about how well put together this album is. Do you know who the producer for this album was? Uh, By chance. I no, I, I don't know off the top of my head, no. Okay, so it was Rob Cavallo. Okay, and just so you know, to get to... So I don't think it was a question that this album... that They had it in their mind that when they were preparing to make this album, they knew that they wanted it to be... This is clearly their best album. Oh, absolutely. Far and away. Uh, but the album before this one, immediately before this one, had major success. Yeah, and, and it also is a concept album. It is. The, uh, the, it is. the one before this and the one after this are also narrative concept yeah, albums. Which, yeah, which is awesome. And it just shows how heavily influenced they are by the greats like Pink Floyd, who had many as well of their own, and, mm-hmm. and Queen. And it just shows that it, that they them emulating that and the time period that they were that are making music, it, they've had tremendous success and just tremendous quality of work. So, but anyway... Rob Cavallo, dude. So they they sought out. The, they were under a lot of pressure after the album prior to this one because it was so successful. They wanted to continue that success, and they and when you when they when you experience a lot of success, a lot of people have a failure uh, or not failure, a fear of yeah. not continuing to live up to that success. Not even and more and it it's not just for themselves all the time a lot of times it's to forgiven back to the fans like you know no mm-hmm. nobody it's it's kind of sad if a band comes out with a really good album and then uh, their next album's like meh but anyway rob cavallo dude they went out and got rob cavallo to produce the album just so you know rob cavallo also produced <laughs> rob cavallo also produced the green day albums dookie american idiot nimrod wow he produced the Goo Goo Dolls, Dizzy Up the Girl, and Boy Named Goo, which are phenomenal. Um, he, <laughs> the this is silly, but he also um, produced those three hit songs from the Disney Tarzan soundtrack with Phil Collins on them. Whoa! <laughs> so just so you know, cool. but so so he's like all so of, very seasoned, yeah, very yeah, I mean, seasoned. So I mean, producer. I mean, you would say that he American Idiot. That's also definitely a concept album, and that's a lot of people may say that that's Green Day's best album, and then of course yeah. this one as well. And he also like signed Green Day and Goo Goo Dolls to Warner Bros. 
uh, in his fir- wow. in his first year with Warner Bros. That that's way that's, off subject, but that's pretty wild. That's really cool knowing that he yeah that he produced um, American Idiot also with that being one of the other like very significant big and successful rock opera narrative concept albums very close of, of the of the past you know of of near the same time as this album yeah 21st century. same kind of era yeah. yeah so okay all right tangent but you know where were you wanting to go i got my i got the <laughs> do you have notes did you do any notes like track by track or anything what's up uh, did you do any uh, notes like track by track i didn't this time necessarily um but I made I kind of like I made notes kind of more on the whole album. Yeah, it kind of how I was just talking about. But I'd have feelings on multiple tracks. I mean, it's I this whole album I view together because it's all based off of the same. Sure. It's all based. It's all a big story to me. To me, not I've read a couple of re- different reviews, you know, but it doesn't really affect the way that I look at it. Yeah, um, I I always when I listen to this album, I almost always listen to it front to back, and like even if I'm, even if I'm not trying to, it's it's genuinely hard for me to stop. And it's funny because it's it's a it's not a long long album, but it is f- close to fifty two minutes, which is it's leaning toward uh you know some of the longer side of stuff. Like the the dark side of the moon is what forty two minutes or something like that. Like. It's a, they're uh, actually like they're, 10 minutes short that's kind of significant how much shorter but yeah this album just like it doesn't feel that long when i listen to it it's genuinely a good way to pass time if you need to for me because uh it flies by every time i listen to it i feel like but some something that surprised me when i was when i was re-listening to it and really really thinking about it as i'm listening to it this this past week was how much of the cabaret show tunes kind of you know theater like actual musical theater i'm saying influence is on this album you're talking about black parade um yeah on on the black parade the end you can hear it at the 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 title track the end you can hear it like uh, with with the lyrics and how he's saying like you know come to this thing and often when they're performing this live they have they'll have like a big curtain that will fall or open or the lights will flash on as the beat drops mm-hmm. and it's really freaking cool dead like it some of it like it sounds like a chorus line like the chorus of the song that's it's very <laughs> Like it, it is a dark thing right off the bat that that this person is being told the news that they're going to die or that they're already dead. Uh, some of the some of the narrative is is not that clear. You know what I mean? Which is fu- it makes it more fun. But it allows you to make your own interpretation. It definitely which does. I like, and I have my own interpretation. That's, yeah. So it is along that line. It's kind of hazy. To, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I want to hear. I want to hear your interpretation. Okay. I want to hear. Well, again, my like the way that I look at this album, particularly in a lot of concept type albums, is more of the whole thing as a song to me. Mm-hmm. The whole album, because this album, like 
uh, Dark Side of the Moon, track goes into track immediately. It doesn't have a break. They they go immediately into the next song. If, if there are there are some points where there are breaks, but they do feel like they're so they're so like neatly constructed. Like literally the the amount of silence that is in between songs feels very deliberate. Because uh, and it and it it does sound it really does sound like this this entire thing is being performed you know in one go sort of even though there are those breaks they do sound very deliberate and designed yeah because you came one came all and you're now you're immersed into the music because we're talking about those those um those transitions in between songs dude i freaking love in between the the first song the end which is kind of a shorter bombastic intro to the album to dead Dead. yeah that's incredible yeah. That in, that transition there is freaking unreal. How it's, good it is at the end of that song! It's great. If you're listening to us right now and you uh, haven't listened to the album, I don't know why you're listening, but just you know, listen, listen, and and really pay attention to that transition at the end of the end into dead. It's so great, dude. And also, the guitar, the guitar in dead is so fantastic to me and the guitar solo specifically that's like it does that like repeat i think oh, that God, that's it's so cool i think that that's the best um guitar piece uh, from the album yeah that's no a, i i definitely agree there i definitely a, agree there yeah um and then but yeah i just i view it all as one big song about this guy's life and he, I guess he's he's terminally ill. That's my interpretation of it. Is he's ter- yep. terminally ill, but throughout his life he he went off to war in some capacity, experienced a lot of trauma, and mm-hmm. and it seems like whether it was before the war or that he you know went to or or whatever, he acquired some sort of mental illness in my opinion mm-hmm. uh it's pretty and i think that that so my so the the thing about the sleep that song sleep i love it it's my favorite song on the album mm-hmm. but it it has a in my opinion plays an important role in the whole like story as you want to call it like either he's have he's having night terrors based off of something he may have may have traumatized him from the war that happened to him or something that he himself did in the war yeah and then so he's trying to and he's not talking i don't think he's necessarily talking about sleeping sleeping he's talking about putting it behind him so that he may eternally sleep peacefully Mm-hmm. But we'll, you know, that's where every this album can be interpreted in a few different ways. Like you can look at it in different ways. You know, some people like, but yeah, I think it's yeah. And then, so, of, and then, of course, the whole album in general is about death. You know, the de- death is the parade itself coming in. Yeah, the black parade. Yeah. So he and that's him. You know what I mean? So he he's he's just kind of. Uh, it's it's analogous to death in this in this instance. That's how he's he's portraying it. 
you know and also yeah. and then the 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 black parade you know he's t- in that song he's talking he's associating it with something that was happy to him yeah with this memory that he had of seeing a, a grand parade with his father as right a boy. Yeah, yeah but now it's a black parade yeah and so he's just yeah. he's consoling with and there's there's other things i think there's some lyrics somewhere i don't know exactly what song because remember like i said like dude i've listened no lie i'm not even kidding i listened to it 20 to 30 times this past week <laughs> so i really do like hear it as one big song yeah i, I truly do and so I'm not exactly sure which song it is, um, but there's. It sounds like there's some things where he was wronged by lovers, or maybe or, I don't love you would be would be yeah either 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 he was wronged by lovers or also, or vice versa or both you know what I mean. So he's also trying to reconcile with that yeah. reconcile with yeah th- that, that that song that song I don't love you is like it's a it's a tragic kind of breakup song but. The relationship that is depicted in that song is abusive. It's not a it's not a good, healthy relationship. Yeah. And it's and it's things from both sides. Um it, yeah, it's from both partners in the relationship, yeah. 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 I don't know. That's about all I have. I was gonna okay. I was gonna say something about mama, but it's it's along the same lines. I mean, you know. Well that I, I was about to talk about mama. Um so so with mama well, with with the Black Parade, the the song "Welcome to the Black Parade," Gerard in an interview in an interview describing like the concept of that song and and the the story about the the boy going to see the parade with his father, and then and then and then later he's he this man as he grows up is visualizing death coming for him in the form of of a black parade, and Gerard is saying this whole album is, is about death and stuff, but it's this internal struggle that this guy is having. And it's the things that are going on within him that, that are being, that he's seeing as he's, you know, dying in this hospital bed. It's not, it's not him. You know, when, when he's saying in the song, mama, we all go to hell. That's not a, a declaration from Gerard way saying any trying to, you know, make any truth about, about the world. He, he's saying uh, from this perspective of this character. Um, and, that that song and and that lyric was something that I did not understand, you know, that that was the case when I was listening to it I was, as I was young. And I was really put off by the song uh, when I was younger, just just like with my views and like where I was at in life. And later on now, it's definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. And I want to give a shout out to Our Mother. Um, for allowing me to play this album in the car with her very often uh, speaking of mama uh, but uh that that was one of the tr- one of the tracks that got an immediate skip from her an immediate veto was mama uh, if that ever came on because of the the lyrics the lyrical content although there are some other <laughs> lyrics throughout this album that are just a little more hidden uh, with with noise around them than than the like very uh, deliberate lyrics on that song but i freaking love that song dude and and the breakdown at the end of it is like pretty unbelievable to me it, it is again you know as i was saying last week like thinking about the, the 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 poor poor metal fans who wrote off this album because they saw a lot of teenage girls wearing the t-shirts yeah all the emo you know, kids it, all that 
Yeah, or, yeah. I feel very bad for them because some of the stuff on this album is so heavy and so it's so creative. But especially that breakdown at the end of Mama, where it's that part where it's where there's a part where Gerard is like two, three, four, do 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 do. It's so heavy and so cool. Uh, and that's really all I have to say about it. I just love it. I don't really have anything more to say about that than how freaking sick that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you basically you basically said pretty much what I was going to say about that particular song. It's it's clear that they're not this song is him. It's almost like a letter that particular song. Yeah. Yeah. Some not, I mean, he's clearly not writing a letter. It could be even if it's not a letter. This could be post death. This could be this could be um a lot of these songs could be post death himself and i believe and that's part of my i didn't say that a second ago but that's part of my interpretation of it is a lot of if not most of these songs are post-death letters or things that he wish wishes he would have said think or things he would have gotten to uh reconcile with people that he may not have prior to death yeah. And the, it could serve as a warning to some people out there, listeners, if there are things that you need to uh, settle with other people or you have outlying issues with people that you love and care about but don't know how to solve them, maybe try to give it a shot because you never know if you're going to get a car crash in 30 minutes. You know, so Yeah, that's another part of this is that the guy is young. He's, he's, he's 30 years older in his, in his early 30s, the, the patient, the character is called. So that's like another, that's another part of this that's important. It's not supposed to be, it's not like an old man dying. It's a, it's a young person who has many regrets and things he hasn't done yet. And or think, or, or even if they're not things he hasn't done yet, just this isn't that kind of podcast, but it's so important to not leave a maybe stone unturned or something like whenever, whenever it comes to that, don't let one of your regrets being not telling someone that you love, that you love them. And, yeah. and whether that's something that he's trying to portray here in this album, I'm not so sure. But even right there in Mama, you know, he says, I could have been a better son. That's what he said. You know, and uh, in a lot of ways, parents will say, no, no way. You, you know, you, we love you just the same. Um, and, but it could just, it's always, you, you never want to disappoint your parents. You never want to disappoint your loved ones and things like that. And this person clearly... Uh, through their traumatic experiences and their mental illness feels like they probably let a lot of people down and maybe even let a lot of people down uh, in the fact that they were having their life ended at a short at a young age is like he was you know so he 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 didn't feel like maybe he you know felt himself kind of let down like he he was sad to go but at the same time he felt uh, that he had more he could give to people or to the world, but I don't know. That's probably deep, deep, digging way deeper into it than they intended. Who knows, though? Again, the whole album's up to your own interpretation. But yeah, you know, and that's something that, like, with a lot of music um, that I enjoy, that a lot of people enjoy. That that you look at it, you know, some people look at it on the surface and they see the darkness and and the people screaming about death and all this, and they think that this is that 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 you couldn't 
glean a message like you like you just said from from that type of music yeah. but that's so not the case with with all music well with with nearly all music i guess but yeah especially this album like something about death is 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 about life it's something that it's the only thing that we really all experience we all die and um yeah and and and, and dealing with it and confronting it as this album is all about is a really important part of life and and all the considerations that you make because of doing that yeah and and that's also part of uh dark side of the moon uh let's let's start to let's try to wrap up with um the black parade and then we can get into dark side of the moon um we need to so with with all this with all this that we're saying with your interpretation of this of this album and and that some of this seems to be post-death how do you interpret the last song on the album which is really important famous last words a very important song to the narrative of this i want to play it right now dude again when i say it's all one song to me (laughs) like i mean it like i'm um i'm not exactly sure how i interpret that song by itself it's because it's he's saying like within that song there's parts of the song where he's saying he he's not afraid to die Mm -hmm. he says that he's not afraid to keep on living but he's referring to the afterlife he's referring to an afterlife in my opinion in this song i'm not afraid Mm -hmm. to keep on living because he's obvious the body his body's dying he's at this point he's dead and these last words it says famous last words he's gone he's dead and and in my opinion, in he, my opinion, it's just beyond and, the point of like the death thing. I mean, the, you could even look yeah. at you could even look at the whole entire song, the whole entire album as the song "Dead." That song, the patient's dead after that, and everything else is in is, as in, is as him, in his heart has stopped there, and as then, in yeah. his heart stopped whenever that intro, it, it, mm-hmm. and in the end, at, at the end of in the end, whenever it was <laughs> so yeah, his heart it's it's over as far as the physical body goes but his spiritual being is continuing to speak and yeah uh right here at but that that last song famous last words i mean yeah i'm not afraid to keep on living eternally not afraid to walk this not afraid to walk this world alone or um that that line to me is maybe like he he's realizing you know he's he's come to terms with the way that he lived his life alienating himself and Mm. and you know hurting others in his life yeah he's maybe realizing that maybe he is best off alone yeah uh yeah and then uh, that same portion there uh he says um nothing you can say can stop me going home he's already dead but nothing you can say like there's nothing that his loved ones can say that can stop him from going home to spending his eternal life in whatever manner he is. Yeah. Uh, and he's, so he's gone from that carnal world per, per se. Yeah. So nothing they can say will bring him back and he's okay with that. And he has come to terms with that. Beautiful. It, I love it. I love that song. I love the, freaking riff at the start of it dude is yeah absolutely killer and i love the lyrics i love the way it ends where the bridge 
like melds into the chorus they both are happening at the same time and that's the way that the album ends yeah. there's a hidden track it doesn't matter nobody cares about the hidden track it's i was just about to i was about thing. to say something about the hidden track because i didn't know if that's what you yeah. were asking me about or <laughs> but yeah okay um before we segue into the dark side of the moon yeah have a proposition um how about mm-hmm. a just a random question that is music related uh that doesn't have to do with these albums yeah Um, do you have a question yeah question of the week yeah i like that idea so you don't have to give an answer right now you can think about it and give me something maybe next week or in just a little bit Mm -hmm. uh but are there any song lyrics that you have mixed up or have heard someone mixed up <laughs> that were within the same like melody, but they were yeah. just completely wrong? Like they were not the same. Yeah. So like misheard lyrics, like, uh, yeah. like I know that our, our mom has a famous, fan- I think it was fantastic. our mom or maybe it was a friend of hers who has a, from the song i think it's from the song boys of summer is that right depends on which one you got for me because she's got quite a few <laughs> i know just a one very very good one was the the lyric is i think it's from that song the lyric is deadhead sticker on a cadillac which yeah. is like a like yeah. a grateful dead sticker yes but but she, but i've she told me the misheard lyric was deadhead stick around a cadillac <laughs> so like it's a dead it's a yeah. zombie head is sticking around the side of a cadillac to to look at you or something that's a really great one i definitely have some but i can't think of any but yeah. I'll, I'll i'll get back to you with them okay so uh i got another one from the same person yeah uh, <laughs> it's from uh, tiny dancer by elton john and she, yeah. she the the lyrics are the actual lyrics are lay me down in sheets of linen yeah and she says lady darling she's so blended not exactly sure (laughs) i'm not exactly sure what that you know what i mean means i had another good one too uh for the longest time uh rock the casbah i thought that they were saying on the dance floor and that's the title of the song (laughs) hey i know another one uh that's uh, that you did when you were very young i I maybe wasn't even born yet mom told me about this one not that long ago that the van halen song because she's a big van halen fan we listened to a lot of that you know before we were even born as we were in the womb we were listening to van halen and the song uh running with the devil she said that she has a memory of you in the back seat like in a car seat, like little kids saying, running on my level. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. I like running on my level. Yeah. Another Van Halen one comes from someone very uh, dear to my heart. I won't say their name. But Panama, that yeah. is also the title track. That's sort of the title of the track. <laughs> and they would scream the word animal. <laughs> until just two years ago when I was, you know. <laughs> on my honeymoon and they said we're screaming animal and i was like what are you saying uh, it could almost be an alternate it could uh, title it could be 
if any if anyone if anyone listening by chance also if you're listening and you have uh some mixed up song lyrics that you just thought were funny that either you mixed up or someone you know please drop them in let's see them yeah i i always get a a good laugh out of those and you can send those to our email at handmedownspod at gmail.com and then you can also follow us on instagram uh, at hand me downs pod i believe the uh the handle is and you can dm us there and tell and tell us your uh your misheard lyrics okay dude let's do it let's freaking get into dark side of the moon what a legendary album i'm so glad that i have finally listened to it like it's but it's funny it's like uh, you know everybody has like you know your list of movies or your list of whatever you know albums or whatever that you haven't listened to that are so famous that you want to get around to listening to someday and sometimes or watching and sometimes with a movie you think man that's like you know yeah i really want to watch this movie but it's two and a half hours long like this is this is a, a big time commitment with music Dude, there's a lot of movies it's I've a lot rec- easier there's a lot of movies i've recommended to you though that you just got you're gonna have to see i mean you're being a- i know i know uh, but but uh, but uh, but I'm realizing, you know, with music, it's so much easier. Just do it. Just put it on. It's 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 a it's 45 minutes to an hour, or may, maybe more, if it's like a particularly long thing. It's really not like a. It's not that big of a thing. It's a lot easier than than trying to get through your movies and whatever. But okay, dude, let's do it. Legendary do, freaking album. Before you, what a, I wanted to ask before you, kind of gave it. What are you familiar with the setting of the planet whenever this was being produced and written? Are you familiar? Uh, uh, it's very rel that's something that's big with with their music in general. Uh, it, 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 of like what was going on like like culturally at the time? Yeah, so very so that's where they actually derived a lot of their influence from because they didn't, these guys were pioneers of progressive rock. Like they didn't have the, the the, the stuff that they were going off of. I mean, dude, the Beatles just stopped making music uh, like a couple years before this album. Like they were, you know what I mean? So they were, Mm -hmm. they were getting influences from, you know, who, as far as this type of music goes. So, but they were, but a lot of their influences were just so, uh, they were driven by things that were going on and things within their own mind too, of course. But like, you know, but, but my, that was my question is, are you, because I have some things to tell you. Yeah, no, not really. Not really. I know this was in, this was in 73. Is that right? When this album came out? Yes. When this album came out, the space race was at its peak. I don't know if you know that. So obviously 69, you know, we got our guys up there. Yeah. Um, or did we, Flat Earthers, oh, tell oh, us, Flat oh, Earthers, did oh, we ever... Oh my goodness. I'm go. sp- <laughs> yeah, so, but this was the peak of the space race, space race, excuse me. So there was a lot of attention. They, particularly, especially with this album though, they kind of, touched on their fascination with outer space and the universe but they have a lot of that influence in a lot of their music they're they're very into that sort of thing um but this and this probably and the the fact that they were young you know 
in that time period had a lot to do with that too. I'm sure they were very fascinated by all that, and it was all going yeah. on. It was all going on at that time. And they're a, an English band, right? They're not like a. They are not from the United States now. Um, y- yeah. So again, it came out in 1973, but just a couple years earlier in 1971, that was whenever the war on drugs was declared by President Nixon. Wow. Okay. Um, in 1971, also. That was when the first Starbucks was opened. Probably the most addictive drug on the planet, <laughs> caffeine. Yeah. In Seattle. Yeah. Uh, also in 1971, Walt Disney World opened. Has nothing to do with this album. So, again, also, during the time this album was being written, uh-huh. uh, there was also some other phenomenal albums being written and released. And a couple may or may not be on my list to give you. But... Uh, the Vietnam War was going on, um, and in 1973, the year that this album was released, the um, Roe, ver- Roe versus Wade, the abortion mm-hmm. uh, thing with the Supreme Courts, that was passed, or passed, I don't know if you, it was called passed or whatever, but that was whenever mm-hmm. that took place in 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the... Paris Pizza Accord or Peace Accords. Which, I want to, dude. I want to know about the Paris Pizza Accord. Pizza Accords, yeah, dude. Paris Pizza. Yeah. Accord. but no, the the peace, the peace accords that ended. That's what ended the Vietnam War. So the Vietnam War ended the year that this album came out. Uh, wow. So uh, and then a little Nixon had all sorts of action going with his thing, dude. His uh, he was not the best. In a lot of people's opinion. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. So yeah. so he started the war on drugs in 1971. The DEA was founded in 1973. So these guys were very... <laughs> they did not... They weren't fans, uh, right. to say the least. Um, and then uh, just a couple more. In 1973, SeaWorld opened. Yeah, that's a sad one. And then Watergate scandal, of course... That was begin. It was the investigations were going on in 1973, and that's where the famous line by Nixon was said, "I'm not a crook." So that that's crazy. That was that long ago. I didn't I didn't realize Watergate was that long ago, but of course it was. Whatever. I mean, wow. Okay. You're kind of yeah. I mean, we're. It didn't feel. It wasn't that long ago when we were younger, but it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but anyway. Just a little bit of a background of kind of some of the stuff that was going on at that time, and it. And That's very cool. Heavily influenced by the, you know, um, the space race, sort of. I mean, that's it's this yeah, album. This album has way more to do than the space race. Uh, not really. It's got very little to do with the space race. But however, if you didn't know, speaking of space race, last night was Blue Moon. I went out and checked it out. It's cool. Whoa. Big. I, I did not. Big. Sp- I did not because the freaking skies here at night, dude. Every night are just covered yeah like it's so hard to actually see anything we but yeah let's go um let's go let's freaking go dude okay <laughs> um dark side of the moon the let's talk for a moment about this freaking album art it's unreal i never looked up who designed this i should have so i could tell you now um this is legendary the album art itself is one of the most uh you know iconic pieces of album art 
and art in general that anyone has ever made. Um, that's why we titled the first episode uh, more than just a t-shirt. Is that right? Why we titled it that? Because yeah. th- this is a lot more to this thing than this uh, than this iconic image. Although this iconic image itself is really great. Um, but okay. I wrote down notes, dude. I got I got pages of notes about this thing, track by track. Let's start off with "Speak to Me," the first song on Wait, the album. Wait, no, we can't do that. We can't. I just need to start off by knowing what your favorite song from the album is, if you can. Dude, it's play okay. Just one song. It keeps it keeps switching back and forth um, between time and us and them. Um, I really love both of these songs. Mm-hmm. I think that time maybe, and I'll, I'll get into it once we get to that song and this track by track thing. I'll, like, I do think that that was the most impactful for me mm-hmm. when I heard it. Um, but like musically, I think us, I like us and them more because it's got that freaking sick saxophone, dude. Um, yeah. But yeah, pro- probably, probably us and them in terms of my favorite um, that I would like to listen to more often. What about you? Oh, mine's brain damage for sure. Brain damage. Okay, cool. Yeah, the lunatic is on the grass. Um, but it's, <laughs> we gotta keep the gotta keep the loonies on the path, right? There's a yeah. There's a. Uh, we'll talk about that more. But um, so so tell me what you got. What you got? Yeah. So speak to me. I thought was really interesting the first time I heard it. I was like, wow, this is uh, pretty wild. It's the it's it's a lot of sounds it's a lot of sampled real life sounds uh it's quiet and the, these things are kind of building as you hear a a heartbeat thumping uh, or what se- what seems to be like alluding to a heartbeat thumping and i recognized the the sounds of the song money i recognized the sounds of the song money um being played in this but and on my second listen through i realized that this song speak to me this first intro track is an overture it is a literally an overture like in a symphony um to the rest of the album there are there are there are sounds and like musical themes that show up in nearly all the songs on the rest of the album i thought that was pretty freaking cool uh to do that on your first song on an on a on a rock album it is a like a progressive rock so it is out there intentionally but that was a really cool choice to make to to have this like overture at the start of your album you got to hear their others dude this was just i had to give you i had to specifically give you this album but (laughs) i there's others but yeah um yeah dude yeah what else so then breathe the next song the first the first Mm -hmm. song with any um vocals in it the, the first uh, lyrics we hear are breathe, breathe in the air, don't be afraid to care, which is a really cool message to give right off the bat, you know, being like, hey, like, uh, you know, not as um, not as theatrically or like blatantly as something like the Black Parade or maybe the wall does, because I don't really know about that one. But 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 this like intro to an experience and saying like, hey. Don't be afraid to care. Don't be afraid to like really listen to the things I'm about to say to you and think about it. And, and not only the things that I'm about to say to you and, and think about this, but the rest of life. Like, don't be afraid to care in a general sense. Don't don't fall into apathy as easy as it is to do that. And 
also that that already is is starting to play into something I wanted to say about this album that I you know I I don't have that much experience with like psychedelic music but I but I often associate it with like you know chill out stoner kind of music like you're you're chilling and so yeah I often associate that that type of music with maybe lyrically it's it can be intriguing it can be interesting it can make you think and stuff but often it's it is kind of lighter seeming uh with with a lot of what i've listened to that it's it you know it's making you think but not necessarily like on such you know confrontational levels as i feel like a lot of this album does lyrically it is deep and it's personal and like i wasn't expecting that going into this i was expecting something a bit more like ethereal wacky kind of stuff that's that's you know uh just not so it it's not the type of thing that that i would have expected thinking you know people listen to this album and and get high and take a psychedelic drug because i would think this is like uh this is this is going to give you a bad trip this is this is like i don't know this this well, is well this is one of those type of things where if you're doing that it it just puts you on it's philosophical. It makes you philosophize on your own. Yeah. You don't even have to take the drugs. I will list, I will put this album on. And it's not just this album, dude. I, I strongly encourage you, and I may even recommend another one by them. But they do have those ethereal musical aspects in a lot of their music, including this album. But the, the lyrics take it to a whole other level, and they, they have you question things within your they really w- do. within yourself within the world within the universe and they're not shy about it and the, yeah they're and it's not really and they're not shy about it and you'll really notice that in some of their other stuff something this album i don't know if you're you kind of get the whole deal with this album but it also has a similar concept to black parade it's more ambiguous, but a lot of what it's talking about is the passage of time in somebody's life. Yeah, mortality. It, mortality. It, it has concepts of death in it. This one, it says, when you were talking about Breathe, the, mm-hmm. song, the song Breathe, and he says, don't be afraid to care. But at the same time, within those next few lines it almost says that don't care too much. Don't be too concerned. Because then the next, the whole next verse, run, rabbit, run, dig that hole, forget the sun, and when the last work is done, don't sit down, it's time to dig another one. And this is where, so they, this is where they start to jab at government. They're not fans of government, or at least overreaching government. And then at the mm-hmm. end of that verse, it says, you know, you did good and everything, but you're only riding the wave, and then you race towards an early grave, just like Gerard Way in their album. Mm. And he worked hard He he in his in his war, and, you know, he gave all he had. But he raced towards an early early grave. 
He didn't look around like Pink Floyd was. Yeah. He didn't look around like Pink Floyd was. Saying. He did, he he didn't he didn't breathe in the air and he forgot to care about all, about all his <laughs> and people. And then once he once he remembered, he was he was already dead. Yeah. Um, it is it is a so th- there are lots of parallels here and and one of the one of the big messages with both of these albums i think is like don't forget to live your life don't forget to like yeah live it while you have it because this is the only one you got yeah understand understand that it's you know there's life around you there's organic material around you not the micro mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying Aside from yourself, you know what I mean? Organic material that you affect and also affects you. And it's all, you know, just part of it. Awareness. And this, dude, they're so deep, though. I'll let you continue. Sorry, I had to, I had to yeah, just put a no, little. No, dude, I love it. I love it. Say that stuff always. Uh, next song, On the Run, another instrumental one. Mm. And it, like, it, it is already compared to these first first two songs this song is like it feels really fast like what's happening and it feels like everything is speeding up everything's mm-hmm. like you know get, getting getting moving really quickly and it's like this cool like it's almost like retro sci-fi sounding synth it sounds to me like it, it's playing into the themes of like money and and this these other themes of like it to me it sounds like someone the, the mind it sounds like a busy mind of a busy person who's kind of like in pursuit of things mm-hmm. um that that maybe they can't really reach or or maybe they're just pursuing these things to the point of ignoring other things in their life yeah next song time so i really love this song i have a lot to say about it so it starts out with these buzzy kind of sci-fi retro sci-fi sounding synths that sound like like sci-fi from like the 80s um again this album was from 1973 um so instrumentally at the start it's really cool it sounds kind of dark and then the beat drops and lyrics come in and like right off the bat i feel like the lyrics in this song breathe surprised me already as i said but the lyrics in this song really like i felt like they were really coming at me (laughs) and like really like grabbing me by the shoulders kind of um it's just so so much more like heavy in terms of the things that he's speaking about um and and yeah it it is mostly just speaking about like the passage of time Mm -hmm. and maybe uh you might you might not get get so emotionally uh impacted by something like that but so so the inspiration for this song um i i, I read this roger waters um who is uh the main lyricist i guess and and is he the main vocalist i, I would assume i, I don't mm. yeah um he said that he got the idea for this song when he was 29 and he realized and this, this is a quote from him. He realized it's happening. It has been from the beginning. And there isn't suddenly a line where the training stops and life starts. And it's kind of this, he had this realization at, at 29 that like, this is it. Like, the, like, this is life. 
what I've what I'm experiencing is what it's going to be now and I need to make do with that I need to like understand how like that my time is limited and like focus on what to do with it but not yeah to the degree that you not to the degree that you forget to live again um as we've said well i think that's what he this this song this song is a realization of what we were just talking about a second ago about how yeah you do this is the life you have and And, and you don't know how much time you have yeah and i like I just felt so strongly impacted by those lyrics because I feel like in, in, in this last year of life for me, like that, that idea has really come into focus for me stronger than it has ever before. Um, so hearing these, these lyrics, like they just, they really worked on me, dude. I, I was on, I was shocked. I was really shocked. Um, I really love the line. Um, no one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. Hmm. A really good poetic kind of a, of way of sending this message that we're talking about here. I really loved it. Yeah. Really, really loved it, dude. This song changed my life. It, uh, or not the song. I mean, yeah, I guess this song probably had more of an impact than I realized. But when I mm-hmm. was really listening to this song... I was at a very transitional stage in my perspective mm-hmm. on life and what I wanted to do with it. And th- yeah. that's about the time when I discontinued my college education and began my current career. Also, at the, yeah. at the end of this song, this is where I, I think the next song is the next song on the album, Great Gig in the Sky. Yeah, that's right it makes perfect sense because the the end of this song is a of and this song this album though legit i have it on uh vinyl by the way it legitimately goes straight into the next song uh the mm-hmm. um it's the perfect segue the last lyrics of this song because the end of this song this song also if you like everything like sure it's it's like two things at once it's pretty wild like the sentiment that you're expressing and then at the same time, this song is talk. It if you look at all the lyrics, mm-hmm. it's a discussion. It's also like story towards death, like towards yeah. death, discussing about how time is dwindling down. It's literally, through if you read, just if you you should look these, just read the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? If you read the lyrics from beginning to end of this song, it is like the time is ticking away. Through the lyric, through the lyrics towards death, the last at the end there. That's, at the end there, it's um, it's the time is up, song is over. Thought I had something more to say, but then it then it goes on longer though, right? Yeah. So says, that's specifically what I'm referring to is that end part. The, 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 yeah, the, the end part there. Yeah. The last two. Which the the, the very last line is a. Uh, is, am I right thinking the last line is, is him describing hearing church bell tolling in the distance? Is that right? Yeah, there's a part. So, the, well, before right before that part also. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot. There's a couple verses throughout the song where you mentioned he missed the starting bell. So then he's like, yeah. dang, or the starting gun, sorry. So then he starts to work hard, work hard, 
but you're older, shorter of breath, and one day closer to death. Then, uh, so another sick. another just so sick, incredible. And then the ver- and then a couple verse later, sounds like he's talking about he's elderly, and it says, "Home, home again. I like to be here when I can. When I come home, I'm cold and tired. It's good to warm my bones by the fire." And yeah, and then. He's sitting in his cottage or something, whoever, you know, whatever, whoever this person he's describing to be. Far away across the field, he hears the tolling of the iron bell that you referred to. And that's that, that's the, that's for whom the bell tolls. That's the death bell. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what he's hearing. And calls the faithful to their knees to hear the softly spoken magic. Softly spoken magic spell. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah. and then we'll go ahead and you can go into that next song. Compl- the whole song, it's com- it's about death there. The great gig in the sky. That's what that's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So great gig in the sky. Uh awesome. And and I can't deny um the first time I heard it after hearing this song time that made me feel so emotional and so like just just really got me thinking and stuff and then suddenly this song has these lyricless vocals of a woman uh claire claire tory i think that's right she she, she's giving these lyricless vocals um that that sometimes sound like really sweet soulful singing and sometimes are like full-on painful like very painful screaming yeah. and i the first time i heard it i was like this this sounds kind of silly like yeah. when i when she first started i was like wow like this last thing was so composed and like so neatly put together and everything and then there's this and then the longer the song went on i realized what it was about and like it does sound like that like the mind like grippling grippling with death and and mortality and um and trying to like understand it mm-hmm. as it's happening and then and it's in a way that that is beyond language it's someone just and it's just like a mind and a soul just like you know lashing out and being like wow like i wanted more time i, I wanted i wanted to do more and then and then in the end kind of like being okay with it yeah it's uh um, famous last words yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's there's so much uh parallels here with these two that are unrealized and and it's it's so ironic that we paired these two together but it is it's very funny and uh yeah it's very funny that we ended up doing that um i don't think there's much more i want to say yeah. about it did that did that song have the the vocal samples on it of like i'm not afraid of dying why would i be everybody's yeah, got to go sometime is that that's that song? The, that's the only actual words in that song yeah yeah and then next song money yeah which is the the standout kind of hit from this album yeah i would say i mean one of the like it, the, it's, it's the it's the song that 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 like worked well outside of the album like on the radio and yeah. stuff like people liked it yeah and it is a it's a major standout like instrumentally what's happening on it is really different from the rest of the album like the the beat of it is very unique 
uh, unique to this album and in general and the bass line it's this like strutting kind of strutting kind of thing of uh, to me sound it has this sound of a you know a, a, a guy kind of like grinding and and like bawling and like being focused on the on the prize and and uh, and it's all set of course to these uh these audio samples of a cash register and of like coins and things. Yeah, they were doing That's that. That's really cool. Throwing those, they, they did that obviously in the studio. They were throwing mm-hmm. coins in a jar and stuff like that. <laughs> Tearing papers. The first time I heard, um, I, I'd heard this song before, but the first time I listened to it, my first listen through of this album with, with some headphones on, I, um, I was honestly, I was very, I felt very disoriented at the start of it. The panning, so the 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 sound effects of these um uh, of the cash register and money and everything, it like it's panning like each one, each one of these sound effects is in your right ear, entirely in your right ear, and then entirely in your left ear, and they keep going back and forth. It's a cool effect, of course, and like stereo stuff, but it was like genuinely very disorienting sounding to me the first time I heard it because it was so far hands to each side uh i thought it was really cool it has a cool guitar solo love the lyrics very much about like you know going after the grind going after like you know like the needless pursuit of money for for the sake of pursuing money for the sake of of getting more and and um and holding it all for yourself grab that cash and make a stash yeah they that was definitely but it, that song was definitely a shot at uh, consumerism over consumerism. Uh, like it, it, it was uh, at this time, economy and things were very booming uh, in certain places, and it was whenever the whole flashy yuppie-esque lifestyle was really some in taking a hold in some aspect and people were like mm, gotta work to get that new camaro or whatever or they want to yeah. show it off you know the show off the new camaro and it's just yeah. it's a shot at letting having that overtake your life and um not being aware of life so much more than trying to get the next iPhone, which they didn't have at that time. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's something that they were have. It was a struggle that they were dealing with themselves because they were at this time, this, this album really skyrocketed their career. Uh, if, but they were already relative, they were already successful before that. But this, this album really, this was their, this was the first of their, what I would call their big three. But you know, it was just, just it was something jabbing at that, the over consumerism uh, lifestyle, you know. But anyway, all right, let's go, dude. What else did you have? Uh, yeah, end of this song. I really love the end of this song. There's a spoken, uh, some more spoken parts that sounds like you're listening in on a conversation of some people. Um, this transitions into the next song. The, the conversation these people are having, it sounds like they're, it's kind of rowdy and they're like drinking mm-hmm. and 
maybe you could say after work or something. Yeah. You hear these people uh, talking about a violent incident. One of the guys, uh, he's t- he's telling this story of a uh, of an argument he was in with uh, with an old guy, and uh, for just a second, I really love the the woman's line that she gives. Yeah, he was cruising for a bruise, and yeah. God, it sounds so freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the guy says um, it came to blows or whatever, and like I, I gave him a big punch and whatever, and and then and then we go into us and them, which is all about war and uh, and violence and and senseless violence, and yeah. I think that's a cool yeah. transition point there, that that dialogue about a violent act going into the song about senseless violence. Yeah, I. Love it. Uh, the sax is really, really freaking cool. The sax, I love it. It's lyrically perfect. The production is perfect. I love the echoing parts. It sounds so cool. Um, again, and it's just like, it, the, the, this is another one of those songs that it sounds really, really nice. and But lyrically, it's pushing the stoner out of their comfort zone lyrically i think i love it yes um i don't even know what more to say about it yeah i I don't have i I think it's really perfect i don't have too much more on that one either really i mean that how about okay you got anything for the next one any color you like is pretty interesting so let's go on to any color you like which is just um, a, light, a way more simple kind of like laid back instrumental break, I think, um, f- compared to the rest of the album. This one is like way more chilled out than everything else on the album in terms of what they're doing musically and what they're doing lyrically is nothing. They're not doing any vocals or, or lyricless vocals um, on this track. It's way more simple and it is kind of like it's kind of a, a breather for what you're about to go into on these last tracks all right so moving forward to brain damage what do you think about that that's i already said you know that's my favorite song on the album but like what do you how, yeah how do you go with that i have uh, kind of less notes on this one than, than on some other ones but I, I think it's interesting too um i i can't imagine this song without the next song i can't imagine brain damage without eclipse so this song, dude, I think that this song is the, uh, what's the word? Pinnacle? Is that? I don't know if that's Maybe. The, if that's the right word. Of the album. And it doesn't, and I, I know it's like a, it's a pretty, it's not a very upbeat song, but I think that if you look at all of the songs, so this song is about insanity. Mm-hmm. You, well, I think it's about the line between insanity and enlightenment is a matter of perspective. It seems like is what it's saying on this track. Kind of to me, but they wrote this song as a tribute to their guitar player who left the band due to insanity. Wow. In 1968, he left the band. Uh, Sid Barrett, if you weren't familiar with that, uh, really quick before you keep going, another parallel there to draw between this and, and, and black parade famous last words it it does very neatly fit into the concept of that album but there are lyrics in that song that that really uh 
that that song was written uh you know as they're in that um that haunted house and mm-hmm. mikey way gerard way's brother gerard way's the lead singer mikey way is the bassist of the band actually briefly left the writing and recording process to I think like for for a mental health break kind of and and was unsure if he could keep on going with the band. I think that's right. It could have been a health thing too. But yeah. uh another odd parallel there with these albums. Yeah. Well, Barrett, I don't think he had a whole I don't think he had any input on this album. He left uh prior I think they even had an album in between this when he was in the band. His, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but this was sort of a tribute to him. So what I was saying, though, as far as this being about insanity or just every... If you look at all those songs prior to this, mm-hmm. all of those songs are things that could influence the loss of one's mind. Mm. And then this is the crescendo of saying mm. that here I am, I've lost my mind. Yeah. So so like time, that song Time, someone being overwhelmed with the anxiety and all of that of the fact that they've let this time go or the pressing encroachment of death yeah. that, that, that they aren't able to come to terms with because of things they haven't accomplished in their life or people they've let down in their life that they didn't reconcile with or them being let down and they haven't found reconciliation, whether or not, uh, or just not meeting what, what this stupid society has, uh, set as the grade, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or Which money also, also with money. Yeah. Yeah, money driving them to insanity. You know what I'm saying? Or war, or war that as well. So, so just a couple songs before that, you know. So all those things could drive, should could be factors in something that may drive someone to be insane or think they're insane. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So and then so here's that crescendo, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know you didn't know that about Sid Barrett, but he was a phenomenal. You want to talk about the ethereal music stuff? Look at some of their earlier albums and his work on the guitar, and just some of their music was. Uh, it's an acid trip, um, <laughs> but yeah. So then, uh, you got anything else on that song, or? Um. I just say I really love the uh, the creepy laugh when it says yeah. the lunatic is in my head. There's this there's this sample of a laugh that sounds so scary. It sounds so seventies sounding to me too. It sounds like some seventies horror stuff. I love it. Yeah, that laugh. And then <clears throat> also I really love the lyric. Uh, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon. It's really cool. I like it in movies. That's the best part. When the character says the title of the movie. And I like it in albums when the singer mm-hmm. says the name of the album. It's great. Um, if you look at what they say right before that, it's awesome too. <laughs> like right before he says, like right before he's saying, see you on the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so that's a, there's a, right there, it's a direct reference to Sid Barrett. 
losing so Sid Barrett losing his mind they're not really so sure whether he lost his mind due to ex- extensive drug use or it was like um things doing having to do with the fame because like these these guys were getting immense they didn't necessarily have the same persona as the Beatles you know what I'm saying but yeah. they were getting they were getting the same level of it like near the same level of attention they were getting hugely famous off some music that was really really saying some stuff and really pushing the boundaries of their genre right. and stuff. It's really freaking cool, dude. Yeah. But then here's Sid, okay? This this verse, this little part right here is directly yeah. in reference to him. It's, and if the band you're in starts playing different tunes, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Wow, dude. I, w- I really wondered what that line was supposed to mean when I heard it. And now to know that, that's really that's really cool. Yeah. So like he's he was losing his mind, but he was a part of this band. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was he was a part of, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in reference to him. It could be uh, society. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't all of suddenly you don't feel like you're fitting into society or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, all right, Eclipse, dude, really Incredibly. cool. And then yeah, this song it flows maybe more than any other song on the album it flows really perfectly into eclipse and i was looking up a thing apparently when they play brain damage live when they when they played i guess they don't perform anymore um but when they played it live they would usually uh transition straight into playing eclipse after it i don't really have much to say on this one in terms of notes i mean it's Dude, a really, if you just it's a really great closer it sounds very grandiose and it does it incorporates a lot of the themes that they've talked about and it does it in a cool like repetitious way where it's like and all that you do and all that you see like this whole it's it's like referencing like i mean what what is he saying there in your view what's he saying there (laughs) yeah what what is the all all what i will say is anyone listening thanks for listening Look at just look at these lyrics. You don't even have to listen to the song. Yeah. Dude, this song right here is the what's the last song on the famous last words? Yeah. This is the famous last words of this album and it's intense. If you look at what he's saying to the point of saying all that you eat, all that you slight, everyone you fight, all that is now and all that is gone and all that's to come. Where does that Have end? You, Wait, so he's, he's saying all these, so, all, the, all that blank, all that blank. Where does that end? I don't remember the, the line. That's it. That. That's it. All that's to come. And then he says, and everything that's under the sun is in tune, but the sun is eclipsed by the moon. And that's the last words of the album. And there's all that, all that, all that, all that, all these different things that you do, all these different things, everyone you meet. All of these effects that you may have had on the world or have had on you, everything is in accordance with the way it should be going. Mm. And then it's gone. Or then you're gone. Wow, dude. This, this, the, sun is, the sun is eclipsed by the moon. I love, I really love your interpretation and our interpretation as we're giving of this but but like we've said like about famous last words and and about this this is this is so up for your interpretation too i really love it 
this is a freaking great album, dude. And it's and it's one that like I'll, I'll listen to in, in years to come and I and I'm interested to see how this kind of thing how some of these lyrics and things make me feel, you know, when I'm older and have have different experiences and especially time, of course, as a, as effective as it is for me now, I'm sure that if I hear that when I'm when I'm 60, it's going to be it'll, a whole nother beast. That song. Yeah, it'll have a diff- you'll be on a different verse of that song. Yeah. You'll be on one of those maybe three quarters of the way verses. This song right here. Yeah. This one right here, dude. <laughs> All you have to do is just look at the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a heavy hitter. Like these lyrics at the end. I don't want to make this podcast about this. You know what I'm saying? But it, it actually, it parallels to a Bible verse that I'm familiar with. Yeah, sort of. I, sort I, I of. Like so, also interesting, you know, Roger Waters apparently is, is famously an atheist, but that doesn't yeah. mean, you know, of course, that he wouldn't well, draw on all kinds of inspirations, right. especially from like, you know, important yeah. sacred texts and whatever. So I don't know that he directly or purpose, I don't think that he directly or purposely correlated it. However, it has a very similar, like, sentiment. Mm-hmm. It what, can what be. It? it could be. So uh, Solomon from the Bible, uh, regarded as one of the smartest and wisest humans to ever be on the planet, uh, there's a part where he says, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless referring to that it's kind of it's it sounds depressing coming from that yeah but it's it's in reference to it's not that everything in the world has no meaning or your or your things that you do in this world have no meaning just like the lyrics of this song here like that we're talking about It, it that's where i was saying like it's it's almost they're so similar in such a way that they're talking about like regardless of like your all of these experience is in this life that you're having like referring to uh eclipse here everything that you're having it's your experience your world or like these are your experiences that you had in this world your influences that you had in this world but but despite those the world is still the world and the universe is still the universe and everything still is in accordance with the way that it should be mm. and then everything following that will be that following your death will also be in accordance to the way that it should be. Mm. I don't know. Very cool. Tri- very, cool. very, very um, tr- trippy and, and, correlation. Yeah. You know, people think like the universe is as meaningless and stuff like that. And, but I don't think there, there, no, I don't think that it is meaningless. No, no, I know, I know. I'm just but, saying that, so, yeah. So, so you, but you can look at you can look at the universe and you can think, you know, like that um, that there there is no defined purpose. You you see no defined purpose or meaning in, in the universe and existence. But yeah, you can you can have that realization and then go from that and create what the meaning is. Have your you purpose. Know what I'm saying? So have your purpose. So yeah, yeah. Though I don't think that. In me saying those things like don't that's not to say that what you do has no meaning of neither course. neither 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 um that 
that quotation from Solomon or uh, any of what Waters was saying in that album. That's neither of them are trying to say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, they're not saying like that's not at all what they said. It's just more of more so like you know what will be will be. Be at peace with everything that you've done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and do and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, find, and go and go forth and and make decisions yeah. and make decisions right, yes. knowing that yeah yeah. Um, what else? Dude, I had some other stuff. Oh, did you? Okay. Do you have any more to say about Eclipse? No, I I don't think so. Okay. All right. Overall, ten out of ten or one to ten. What do you got? Um, for for Dark Side of the Moon, I think it's an easy. Um... For for you, or do you want to do out of a scale of up to eight? It's up to you. No, let's do ten. Um, right. This is your it's... opinion. Don't be don't be like a Rolling Stones critic. You know what I'm saying? This is your yeah. opinion. I think I think like. Um... Oh, I got a better one. For would it what? would it fall would it fall into a top fifty albums of all time for you? Of your own, huh. your own, your um, own. Maybe in no, no m- particular no. position. I would say no, um, but like I said, like this is definitely an album that I will cherish going forth, and maybe like in time, like it it could like supersede time. other stuff and and get into that that type of area for me. But like I do really time. love it and do intend to con- continue um, listening to it and and like honestly studying it. Because there's yeah. there's so much to, like yeah. there's so much to look at with it. If I was get to give it a number out of ten, I would give it like a, um, like a nine. Yeah. Yeah. So then you so you probably have a lot of ten out of tens then. Okay. So <laughs> maybe I don't so, know. So then um. So for me, uh, oh, based off what I just asked you though, just so you know, Black Parade. That's a ten out of ten for me, and it's in my top one hundred. I it's so hard for me. I can easily say yeah. it's in my top one hundred. It's easy to say it's in my top one hundred. Yeah. Because, so you know what I'm saying. Uh, but then yeah, no, I I would put I would also put Dark Side of the Moon in my top one hundred. I would say yeah, and it would yeah. be have, yeah, it would definitely be in there. And I for me, um, Black Black Parade, of course, a ten, and and it's I consider it my overall. I consider it my uh, my top five, maybe my second favorite album of all time very good okay i have a lot of 10 out of 10 so that mm. that it, that doesn't take anything away from the fact that i gave them a 10 out of 10 um also one more thing i know i mentioned the producer from the last album i got another good one for this album yeah the so guy the, who produced this album yeah pay attention to that whenever you look at especially like really really good albums it's pretty fascinating to see what some what of these producers produced, were, yeah. were involved in. So the pro- he wasn't the producer because this album had a team for sure, mm-hmm. uh, like all albums do. But he but the production engineer specifically mm-hmm. for this album was Alan Parsons. Um, Alan Parsons of the Alan Parsons Project, Eye in the Sky. I, you may not be familiar. With what I'm, I'm talking, I'm familiar talking with the about. name, but I'm not. I don't. I don't have so like the, um, specific can, things that come to mind. I will tell you why you're familiar with the name. You're familiar what? with the name because Alan Parsons' project is. Oh, he's his own. Like, he's his own musician. You know what I'm saying? 
as well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but his the Alan Parsons project is the artist that um, composed the Michael Jordan theme song. The Michael Jordan theme song. What are you talking about? Do I need to play it right now? Do you I'll, do you mean like something from Space Jam? Uh, yeah. Whenever they oh, come okay. out, yeah, yeah. Is it the? But but they they did that and the, they did that at actual Chicago Bulls games as well though. Is it the Come On and Slam? No, dude. no, no. I'm just gonna have to send it to you. It's <laughs> okay, called, cool. It's called it's called Sirius S I R I U S. Okay, yeah. cool. Anyway, let's get into our album wrecks for the week here. Um, my I'm I'm gonna go first because you went first last time, so I'll go first saying saying my recommendation yes, you for you. If that's cool. Yeah. That's fine. Um, not every week am I going to give you something that is so lyrically dense and lyrically that interesting to examine, but maybe something that is uh, just more freaking uh, awesome to put on. And this album, I looked on my Spotify stats, uh, at least on my Spotify, I've not listened to anything more than this album these songs are just they're amazing to me i've listened to these all the time since i was since it first came out in 2008 the album i'm recommending to you is suicide season by bring me the horizon which you know you want to get into some of the some of the different metal sh- subgenres this album will show them to you because it's in it shows off several different styles uh and metal s- subgenres Lyrically, well, hey, I'm not going to say much more about it, actually. I'll let you discover it. But I love right. it. Really love it. Yours, I'm not so sure which direction to go this time. Last <laughs> time, I, w- I was pretty... Right. Uh, this is a, Dude, was, this, is a, this is our sophomore This is our sophomore performance here, do you know? Right. Well, I promise you it's a, it's a slammer, but I just don't know. I had two routes. Like, I was literally going to take you on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> I am, mm-hmm. but now, but now I'm not so sure. All right, you haven't heard any of these, really. So, I'm gonna go with. Um, I want you to listen to "OK Computer" by Radiohead. OK, computer. I. Uh, I whether you're whether I you're listened, very... I listened to this album when I was in eighth grade. I think okay. and didn't understand anything that was going on. Listened to it like one time. I thought, "Wow, this is cool and uh, and artsy," uh, mm. but I don't really remember it at all. So I'm very excited to listen to that. Cool. Yeah, and, and really that's dig what into I it. Yeah. Looking at this, I remember this song, "Karma Police." I like yes, that song a lot. Very, the rest of very it, rec- totally unfamiliar with. Really excited to dig into it. Right. Anything else you want to say about it? About that album? Yeah. Or do you want me to, uh, to go in tr- as I'm going in? It was... I'll let you just go in blank. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. We did it. Right. This is our sophomore release. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're... Yeah. Uh, we would, at this time, say... Uh, read a five-star review and... What the, uh, the music recommendations that uh that you gave us listeners 
But our podcast still isn't up anywhere uh, at the time of recording this. Hopefully it's up by the time... Well, I mean, it has to be up by the time you listen to it. Anyway, do that. Give us five stars or any amount of stars and give us a music recommendation. Follow us. Email us. Hand-me-downspod. Everything. Thank you for listening. Keep listening to good music. All right. (laughs) All right. You can... Then you can just stop it there, I guess. All right.